Welcome back to The Collective. It is December 8th. I am Chance Burles, as you know, a.k.a. Big Bird. And we have, again, Mr. Sean Taylor, as always. He's always happy right to have on. us. I'm happy to be here. I'm, that's what yeah. I'm saying. And uh, we got Tim Turner. He is on the way, hopefully. We'll make sure that he gets in here very shortly. And uh, we're looking forward to... A really good thing. We got three people watching already. Look at that. Say what? Oh, Tim's one of them. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got we got quite a few questions actually. Um, awesome. From the bank, we had a, a few we didn't get to in yesterday's stream, um, which we can dive into right away. Unless there's something on your mind at the moment that you want to dig into right away. No, man. I mean, uh, if your there bank looks anything like my bank of questions that I've got to work through on my other, uh, on my IG page, we've got a big bank. Mm -hmm. Boom. Look at that. Look at that guy. What is I up? got nothing. You got You're nothing. looking sharp. No audio? You can't hear? Mm. Unmute your mic. No, his, um, his showing mic's not live. Yeah. Let me just uh, see what I can play with here. Hold on. Oh, I can just ban him from the studio. Ha ha! <laughs> it, it looks, is he frozen right now? Uh, he does look a little frozen. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to kick oh, him and get him to re reconnect. Nope. Agreed. Nope. Oh, hello. Oh, there we go. One, two, three, four. Still no audio? One, two, okay. Three, four. We can hear you. We, yeah. You know what? Let's, uh, I'm going to kick him out real quick and then we'll get him to join back in. Sounds good. And. Peace Boom. out, Tim Turner. Boom, gone. <laughs> get out of here. Show up. Get out of here. Um, okay, well, let's let's jump into one thing right now while we can do it quick. Yeah. Um, I can get something going, and then yeah. you can uh, sort out Tim on the back end. Uh, technical. For sure. So we had this question from uh, Zach from the Canadian Podcast. He actually he asked two questions in one, so I split them up so we can actually dive okay. into each of these. But... Here we go. Uh, uh, there it is. Boom. What do each of you do individually when it comes to negative self-talk? Mm, that's a good question. That's a great one. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I'm used to it. <laughs> I'm used to my own negative self-talk, and I'm not even kidding. I mean, no joke. Um, okay. I, it's... Some people will will say, oh, that's terrible, Sean. You should never negative self-talk to yourself. But let me explain. It's, it's not negative as in, you suck, Sean. I'm sucking right now. You're the worst ever in this moment, etc. I don't negative talk like that. Mm -hmm. What I do is I use a little bit of uh, negative reinforcement to fuel positive momentum. And mm -hmm. so um, I, I, I don't. I don't tell myself that I suck when I'm getting like really given her. What I do say is I've got more. I can do better. And, mm. and someone could take that as negative, but I just take it as I know I've got more. Yeah. And I just need to remind myself of, oh, I'm putting out, but I'm not putting out as much as I know I can. And so I try to frame it not as in a rah, rah, sis, boom, ba moment. Cause like if I had to cheer boy myself every time I'm having like hardship, I'd be a freaking cheerleader. I yeah. mean, I'd be a cheerleading squad. 
And that's not how my brain works. My brain doesn't, how I, I've said this in the past, I don't need pats on the back. What I do need is someone to wag a finger at me and tell me what I can do better. And so that's how I run my life. I, I wag a finger at myself. So it's not like super hard negative self-talk, but I'm constantly wagging a finger at me rather than pom-poms and fireworks going off in the background. I just don't need that stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. I mean, it's not, I don't know if I would call it like negative self-talk. We got uh, Gunny back here. Let's see if he can hear us this time. Oh, can you hear us gotcha. now? Nice. Go. Awesome. Well, okay. All right. What's so we'll level? actually we'll 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 drop you right into the fire. So we got a question right off the bat. What do each of you do individually when it comes to negative self-talk? Now, Sean just iterated to us that uh his self-talk is more of an accountability thing where he just yeah. keeps himself accountable, pushing himself forward. What about yourself? I need uh honey boundaries set that um like for instance oh, no. uh, you're in pegasus uh, uh, i think your uh, wi i think your wi-fi is in the hurt locker pal yeah okay say it one more time let's try that one more time yeah i need um i need accountability so i need timelines so you know for instance um operation pegasus right that gives me uh, dates timings things i have to hit people rely on that if I don't have a lot of those uh, control measures in play, um, yeah, I, it's hard for me to get motivated and move forward. Um, you know, it, it's it's tough. Like um, PTSD is a hard thing, and um, it's really uh, taken a lot of my oomph away. And I do try to fight through it, but what I find is by making these projects, taking a course, I take all these sailing courses. I just finished my marine radio. It that gives me the accountability that I have to be there. So, so would you, would you say this, um, that you, you are not only comfortable with, but you default to that almost army career of there's another course in front of me that I'm going to pursue, that I'm going to execute against, that I'm going to nail, that is now another course in my backpack that makes me feel like I'm moving forward. Is that fair? Um, kind of, I'm kind of coursed out. And, uh, you know, as you know, um, in the army, course after course, then when I went to law enforcement, oh, I mean, same thing in the army. And then it's, you know, your research and all that good stuff. And then going to law enforcement, it's constant recertifications and upgrading courses. It was, to the point Ryan used to want to go course, 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 course. And now I'm just like, don't give me any more. Right. So the ones I'm doing marine side right now is the critical ones that I actually need in order for myself to get on the water with the yacht. Oh, check. Um, mm -hmm. Likewise, sky skydiving wise, I'm taking the I took the courses last year in order to instruct. So I had to do coach one. I had to do jump master. I had to do skydive school instructor to get all three of those together in order to achieve the goal last year. But I do love teaching that stuff. But I'm not going out and searching for a course to do to feel like I'm in the army or I'm, I'm done with courses. Courses if I have to take them. Okay, so then let then 
if I understand you correctly, and I believe I do, it's not about the courses. The courses are just uh, allowing you to execute against the path that you've assigned for yourself, your journey that you want to pursue. So it's more of a requirement and only as needed requirement in order for you to pursue the outcome that you want. Exactly right. Like, um, like I said, I'm at course burnout mode. Uh, now I'm fulfilling these courses in order to achieve whatever my next goal is. Mm. Right. So one goal I have for next year is to get on a crew to do this around the island. So with that, then I'm going to need to take my basic marine navigation and advanced marine navigation. So those are two courses that are going to be in the pipe coming up. Mm. That'd be fun. That'll be fun. That'll be awesome. I think be you know, awesome. The, you know it's, it's funny that we got into uh, courses directly and it's because I, I struggled with this for a little while too, was um, being busy. Yeah. And people would always be like, oh, hey man, how you doing? And I'd be like, I'm busy. I'm busy, busy, busy. I got this, I got that, I got these things, I got those things. And it was, it was more about keeping myself busy mm-hmm. than actually dealing with stuff, right? Like you don't actually deal with any of your issues or yeah. any of your self-talk or negativity while you're busy. And I think I, I, I brought it up um, in a similar manner to like when you're on deployment, when we're overseas, you're like the tempo is always going and it's easy to just, you know, I'll deal with that later. I'll deal with that later. I'll deal with that later. Mm-hmm. And then he, you come home and you're like, well, I got, you know, and now I got this course and then I got to go on that one. Then I got to do these things. And you get used to this just constant tempo of like, go, 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 go. Yeah. Without ever actually dealing with anything, you just keep stacking it <laughs> on top of each other's, right? Um, and I know like my negative self-talk was brutal for quite some time. And then what does that mean to you? Because I know that you've got a definition in your head of what negative self-talk is, which is different than what I was suggesting. Mm-hmm. And you're saying brutal. And I don't yeah. know what that means to you. Okay. And so can you refine that a little bit more? Absolutely. Um, so I I was extremely toxic in how I would talk to myself. If I didn't meet a timing or if I didn't complete a goal that I wanted to complete in a certain amount of time, it would be, again, uh, from what I was talking about the other day, it was like, the words are important. So I would say, of course, how dare you? Like you. Oh, right. So you're you beating yourself up. Just constantly beat myself up over little stuff. Okay. You know, I, I didn't make the lane change. Well, you should have been watching more. Or it was always this top down, you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck kind of deal. Right. And uh, there was you? a point. No. No, not at all. So at what point did you realize you didn't? Well, and this is actually interesting. Is that? Uh, but I asked that question because you can only know if you suck or not. And right about the time that you realize, oh, I suck. And, and, and so then you've got to start like working on getting better. And that's what frames or contextualizes if you mm. did suck or not. And so I'm just curious, that, like if it seemed normal to you to beat yourself up on the regular, at what point did you realize that I suck or I don't suck or when did you realize you were beating yourself up? Well, we were, it's actually funny. We were, me and my doc were correction. My doctor and I were out, uh, uh, we were out at the horses and we were working, uh, doing some equine therapy. And, uh, I, I was talking about trying to train 
uh, an Arabian that I'd been working with for a little while. And I was like, yeah, it's just not taken. And, you know, I think I just, I'm not doing it right. It must be me. Obviously I, I'm not teaching correctly. And she was like, hold on a second. And she brought me uh, a lead and grabbed a horse. And we went into the round pen and was like, okay, do what you did to this horse right there. And so I, within two or three minutes, I had the horse doing exactly what I wanted him to. And she was like, so it wasn't you. You got to understand that different animals take different speeds. Sometimes they'll catch, sometimes they won't. Sometimes or maybe you're just a little bit stressed. Maybe you weren't stressed at that point in time, like et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And she broke it down to the point that it was the fact that I wasn't completing the task immediately. I then became very negative of like, oh, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. And then I started beating myself up on top of that, which affected the horse, which affected everything else. But uh, it was through that particular lesson was like, the way in which I talk to myself in the instances um, that I was just seeing as negative without any sort of connotation to it, um, were, it was just, it was, it was useless. All I was doing was just beating myself mm -hmm. up. And once I got that realization that it was just me talking down to myself, <laughs> I was just yeah. like, oh, okay. Now I gotta, I have to actually change. Cause my you frame. weren't meeting your own standards. It, it was, I was setting the standards so far ahead of me. It was, it wasn't, um, and, it and wasn't you accurate. hadn't defined those standards. Not at all. It was just like, you should. Be so it was, it right was, now. it was just an imaginary goal that you yeah. had imaginary set in your mind that you weren't executing against. Cause you didn't know what you're executing against. And somehow you're holding yourself accountable against a fantasy world that was making you angry. Is yeah, that right? That is exactly right. And once which I is pretty normal out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely it is. And uh, once I realized that it was the fact that I was just making up these standards out of nowhere on a whim in the moment that uh, yeah, I, I had to take a step back and I was like, okay, well, let's let's really begins with an this. E and ends with a go. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so I. That was the big one for me was I was working with the horses and it just all of a sudden, once we actually established that what I was holding myself accountable to was a fantasy, I, I was like, oh, okay, let's start looking at the real world. Let's look right now. What is, what is it I'm trying to do? And uh, it actually, it helped it. My uh, professor BJJ does this all the time. He was saying that, you know, if you don't get a move in the timing that we're training on, that's okay. Did you make progress? Because the progress is what we're looking for. It's not the uh, all of I teach you a skill and you know it immediately. Like that, that's just yeah, not going to happen. And by the way, that would suck anyway. I mean, right? if if you learned an armbar in one session, and uh, but I mean learned it like at the <clears throat> highest levels, like a world yeah. championship level in one session, how bad would that suck? It would. Because take all the fun out of it. Where's the journey? Where's the grind? Where's the path? Where's the learning? Where's the failures? Where's all the, where's the growth? If yeah. you learn that fast. Yeah, yeah. it was, uh, mm. it was interesting to say the least, but uh, I, I think that's a great point because as you said, Sean, like this is pretty normal, right? We just make up these standards in our head that have no bearing on the actual reality of the situation <laughs> and yeah. then hold ourselves to those standards, which make no sense. Yeah. Um, and, and along with the praise part, you know, in my younger years 
Um, you know, I enjoyed people. Oh shit. That was a freaking awesome uh, lecture. That was an amazing uh, training evolution. Now I, um, like when I was in the sheriff's and I was teaching, uh, interior combat and in vehicle fighting out, fighting from the vehicle, shooting from the vehicle and exiting. Um, you know, I had different coming out. I'm holy shit. We've never seen this before. This was amazing. Like you can teach this on the world platform. You can charge money for this. And I didn't want to hear this. I knew did a good job, but I don't want, I don't, I don't take praise well anymore. Anymore? I think he I might use... be frozen. Are you frozen? Hey, oh, he's okay. frozen. I don't like oh, he's... Yeah. <laughs> you got me? <laughs> I Anyways, can hear I you. I there like, we go. I, I don't like praise anymore. I don't I don't want to hear it because I don't feel I'm worthy of it. Um, but that's the... Me too, buddy. That's, that's I, the I stress. The that's the induced stress, yeah. Did I say that? Was Tim on or had Tim just about to join when I was saying to you, I, Chance? I don't that think I was on. I, yeah. I mean, I'd literally just said that uh, exact same phrase. I've been that way for a long time. I This is precisely what I said, pal. I'm not interested in getting a pat on the back. I only want someone to tell me how I can do it better. And I've been mm -hmm. that way for a long time. Yep. In fact, it makes me super uncomfortable to get praise. So I just want to, I just want to like, as soon as I even get a hint of praise coming my way, I'm all about trying to change the subject because mm -hmm. I want to get on yeah. with how can we do it better? Yeah. I've uh, actually, right when we started, you were like, Hey, yeah, That's yesterday right. it was, it was a really good job. But I like in my head, my skin was just kind of crawling like, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, it's good. Uh, but I had to, uh, this is something I've been working on actually quite a bit lately is just accepting it just being and being thankful for it. Like it, I, I had, um, as, as a example, my next door neighbor, uh, he has late stage Parkinson's and he just had to move into an assisted living, uh, area. And we've been taking care of his, you know, place. We go over, check it out, make sure everything's running. We shovel his walk and his driveway and whatever, no big deal. And, um, he called me one day and he's like, Hey, I got some rifles um just in my safe i can't use them obviously you know can you want to take a look over come over take a look see what uh see what they're worth just tell me what i can get out of them so I was, yeah sure no problem i'm gonna show up i look at him he's got you know a couple little 22s and nothing fancy but i was like yeah this is probably worth about this and this is probably worth about this and he was like okay well cool do you want them and i was like I mean, sure. Yeah, I'll take them off your hands just like to, uh, again, take some stress off of him, right? I'll, I can take them. I put them in my safe. I'll probably deal with them later. Um, and I was like, okay, well, yeah, here's cash for them. No big deal. And he was like, no, you can just take them. And I, mean, I was like, but I don't, I don't want to do that first off because, I mean, they're yours. I should give you money. And he's like, no, no, no. You've been taking care of my house and I really appreciate it. And I just want to show you how much I appreciate it. And I, like, again, I was just sitting there like, yep okay cool man like but uh i i had a graciously i had tried to be gracious and say you know what i really appreciate that thank you very much and because he's obviously sh he's showing uh appreciation for what it is being done and i yeah. just like when people give you praise they're showing recognizing your efforts that's it yeah, yeah. said uh i i i'm better at it now but I was way worse at it about a year ago. And that was, I just could, not couldn't, 
I didn't want to hear praise. Mm-hmm. And he just like one day he, he said to me, man, you got to get better at it. You got to get used to the idea that people are going to start thanking you. I was like, what? <laughs> I got to do what? So we had to have a little conversation. And I just wasn't, it wasn't synchronizing with me. So I just like had to really sit down and, and almost like grit my teeth and say, all right. I, I mean, if, if that's what I got to do to keep doing what I really want to do on behalf of the troops, then I'm just going to bite down on my mouthpiece and start getting better at that as well. And you know what? He was right. It's exactly what I had to do. And I'm trying my best to do that as well. And I think it's important. Seb is usually right. (laughs) And um, see, it's easier to give the advice too. So when I am thanking people, they go, I don't need that. I'm like, just take the compliment. What I can't do myself. All I need is just say thanks. Thank you. And I'm good. I I don't need a, don't go on and on. Just say thanks. I'll take a fist. Just give you a fist bump. Like, do your job. Cool. Just give me a nod. Nod, yeah, That's exactly. It. All I need yeah. is a nod. I oh, saved, here's a question. Uh, oh, go ahead. I saved uh, Premier uh, Premier Radford's life. Uh, she was getting attacked in Washington D.C., and uh, uh, the praise I got was literally that. After that, we went to a green room for a press conference, and as we're going in, she just gave me a fist bump, and it's like that's all I needed. That's all you need. And it was just like a fist bump and then like a nod, and I'm like, boom, Check. good to go. Yeah, you know it's funny. Um, the other question that uh, Zach had put in here um, is exactly that. How do you shift your mindset while controlling ego, confidence, and self-worth? And this is exactly what we're talking about. Is that it? Pretty is much. A, it's a bit of a slog. Sometimes you gotta you gotta work through it. Well, actually, I'd I'd like to add a little bit more to yeah. that. Yeah, you gotta work through it, but not mindlessly. No. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. Is they think, oh, I got I got to get better at that. So now I'm just going to start the grind, but they don't have a strategy within their grind. They don't look at it tactically as a Mm -hmm. grind. They don't consider the grind as a thing other than the grind. And so, but it's Mm -hmm. way more than that. It's way more nuanced than that. You can do way better than just, I guess I better start grinding. It requires a strategy. And if you're trying to control your ego, you just can't say, well, I guess I'll do better tomorrow by grinding. So you need a strategy. hundred percent. Tim, you got any points on, uh, any other additions on that? No, I, I like the idea of you do have to have that, uh, like plan, but as opposed to praise and ego, I, uh, that also, I think, um, is in different stages and phases of your life, how you accept it, how you deal with it. When you're younger, you want it as you get older with all that experience, it's like, I don't want any more of this. Plus I think it also comes in, uh, it's harnessed and connected to, uh, if anyone's had any combat experiences or, uh, any trauma experiences, it doesn't necessarily have to be in a combat stance. And that changes your perception of praise or goals. You know what I mean? Mm, agreed. Yeah. I got a question then. Um, <clears throat> You know, as as a child. Um, oh, oh, sorry, buddy. Wait, no, go. What's up? I, I don't want to interject, but I'm not sure. Did we answer the question? Because, like, well, I, I have say, a question you, about this. Oh, okay, fair enough. In regards to it, so um, as a child, um, praise, right, is a currency. 
right? Because you that's how you know you've done a good job. You've, you've done it, whatever, you know, the parent figure, father figure, or whatever figure it is. It's a currency. And I, I was just thinking about this is that when you become, once you get to a certain point, you know, my, my mom or something will be like, oh, what do you want for your birthday? And I'm like, I don't know. I, you know, if I want stuff, I just go get it. Like, <laughs> I don't require that praise as a guiding form anymore. As so, as much as like when you were a kid, you'd get presents for your birthday and you'd know exactly what you want. I want to go to, I want that. And you'd get whatever. But as an adult, it's not really, uh, it's not really a guiding principle anymore. That praise. Do you know what I'm talking about? Does that mm -hmm. make yeah. sense there? Any thoughts on that? That's I my do. question. It's like, yeah, give her. So, um, on the controlling ego, I'd said that, you know, you need some form of a strategy. Well, I mean, what kind of strategy? Well, mm -hmm. before you start formulating a strategy, you've got to look at the battle space in front of you. And so okay. you've got to sit down with yourself and understand who you are and how out of control your ego, self-confidence and self-worth is. And by out of control, I mean like either too positive or too negative because mm -hmm. in control is neutral. And so you got to understand what your neutral is supposed to look like in order to determine how out of synchronous you are within yourself facing the battle space that's in front of you. So you need different ego, self-confidence and self-worth at different phases in your life, depending on what's sitting in front of you in that battle space, whether you're in industry, the military, professional um, teacher, it doesn't matter what you are. Mm -hmm. whatever's in front of you, you got to understand what is in front of you and what you need to be to move into that. And it's an ebb and flow pattern, I believe, in the sense of where your ego needs to shift throughout your life. But it shouldn't mm -hmm. shift so much that it's a problem. It needs to operate in a reasonably tight bandwidth, but not an over-exaggerated bandwidth. And so how do you understand what you are right now and where you need to be. Well, we talked about it a little bit yesterday when you're establishing a baseline. Mm -hmm. You've got to look at yourself as an internal issue or an internal understanding, study yourself internally, and then reflect on that against the external world around us and, and see if the what you think you are, but what you actually are is lining up just as you were talking about chance when you were saying that, you know, you, you thought it was normal to beat yourself up uh, because you, you thought that was normal internally internalized. You, you normalized it, mm -hmm. but until someone externally said, Hey, wait a minute. That's when you started to understand that you weren't synchronous with the external world. And that's what you have to do with ego. And, and if you find that you're not aligned or not synchronous with your internal and external objectives, you got to do something about it. And if you don't know how to do it yourself, you got to yeah. find people around you that can put you in check. And I don't mean like squash you like a bug. I don't mean like put you up against a wall. I don't mean give you a, a finger shaking. I mean, people who will put you in check in the mm -hmm. sense of recalibrating you, either moving your ego forward or moving your ego backwards so that it synchronizes with who you are want to be or supposed to be or who you were just previously and the right thing to set yourself up for the future that's ahead of you or ahead of them that's what i think ego should be viewed as it's like a it's like a military campaign in my opinion 
Mm. Yeah. I think it, that connects to the praise portion. So when you're praising, it's got to be legit. As oh, yeah. We're not praising for the sake of praising or else it means nothing. Yeah. Likewise with uh, the checks and balances. Hey, if you got something to add, basically a jack, kind of a jacking, hey, this is a way you can improve. You got to have that ego to take those points in. Like if you're, if I'm trying to improve you and I'm giving you points, but you're not listening, you're like, ah, what does he know? Well, that's where the ego comes in and you're not going to grow. You're not going to move forward. And I have to say in skydiving, it's um, in that world. And the <clears throat> when you're in the upper echelon, uh, you can encounter people who are just dickheads. And then yeah. you get the good ones. Like, uh, you know, I was just in Eloy a couple weeks ago. And I'm learning to sit fly. And I think he froze up again. He did. I'm glad he didn't uh, take on a really weird pose. You know what I mean? Right. This is a this is a very standard Tim Turner pose too. Just like, <laughs> sorry, uh, you, you broke. You're, out out, you're out of your. You're back yeah. again. And you're out of your comfort zone, right? And you feel you feel terrible. So I'm I'm practicing my head head positioning is everything. And the tandem master looks over and goes, "Yeah, okay, blah 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 blah." And I'm like, "Oh, awesome!" And I'm but my coach Gavin Jones is right beside me. He's not taking offense. And I want more info. And I'm like, hey, thanks a lot. He goes, sorry, man. Like, I'm an instructor. I just love, I go, hey, I want, give it to me. Give it all to me. And then I landed on the um, alternate drop zone on one of the jumps. And I came in, I just do a nice slide. And I'm like, woo. And then there's a ground control and the ground goes, hey, man, you know what? Just so you know, like, got second guy who's second in the world broke his leg last week sliding on this DZ. There's a lot of holes. So don't do it. I'm like, hey, Roger that, man. I gave him a big fist bump. You have to take that in. But some guys, I've seen some guys when they do that, they're like, hey, don't do that. You're going to break your leg. They're like, what do you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I know what I'm that, doing. that person's probably an instructor. So how would he like that if someone did that to him? Right. So that, yeah. that ego thing comes to play. So how are you going to grow if you're not accepting it? And then when you're giving praise, it's got to be proper praise mm -hmm. at the right time. I got something a little bit more to add to that just to ever build on another little stub of yeah. uh wisdom we'll say because i agree completely with everything that tim just said and when he entered into that uh, conversation he was talking about how when someone is in front of him and he's telling someone hey this that the other thing maybe it's not a full jacking them up maybe it's just a light one maybe it's even just a smidge of a jacking that guy up in front of you if they can't accept that, I'm going to count on one hand the amount of times that I'm going to do that again with that dude. Because yeah. mm -hmm. if you blow it on number one, I'm going to look at you and think, next time I talk to you, pal, you better pay attention. And if he blows it on the second time, you get three strikes with me when it comes to that stuff. Because guess what? There's eight billion people in the world. And I'm trying to invest in cool people. And if you don't want to, if you don't want to get invested in, I'm bouncing. Yeah. yeah. I like, I want to hit that point. Uh, again, uh, I want to relate to real world story teaching on sniper course and Sean, uh, you can relate as a Walker. Our job is not to compromise the student. We are giving him maximum possibility. Like when the uh, OP is telling us, Hey, you know, move to the right you are not telegraphing anything and if you're standing beside someone and you're not touching you're like nope nothing here and this kid 
is telling, I'm like, hey, you better not go that way. Like they can, the OP can see you. I'm here in traffic. And they're like, ah, blah, blah, blah. I gave him three pieces of advice. <laughs> Don't do that. Move this way. And he just fucked me off. This is a student. You're telling a master sniper this? So yeah. on the next one, they're just like, walk, put your arm out. I'm just like, yep, on him. You know, just a little bit of extension here. And yeah, you know, that because yeah. I don't want you being that high performing sniper. That dude, you can't that take, dude was, he was never ready for that course. No. Like, who do you think you are? And, what, what, a wa what a wasted spot. Indeed. Because I mean, holy moly, it's so freaking hard to get on the army sniper course. And Tim, you and I both know how freaking hard it is to pass that course. Even if you're like a super rock star. Yeah. So to show up and, and, and waste burn a spot. Cause you're a clown mm -hmm. that he, he never should have been on that spot. And yep. by the way, he should have never been led on that uh, course again. Yeah. One chance and you're gone. Cause that course is yeah. too valuable. Yeah, he tried to go the next following year, and we said, nope. Yeah. Perfect. I, uh, it's actually kind of funny. When I was doing my SQ way back when, uh, we, we had some extra time in the, in the schedule, and they were like, we're going to show you guys stalking. And, you know, a little quick uh, brief on it, and then they put us in a field, and they gave us some time to cam, and they were like, okay, you, this whole section, you're going to work your way towards the next, to the, the rest of the platoon, and then the next section will come in and we'll rotate through. And uh, I remember doing that and I got, you know, halfway down the field. I was not very good, but the instructor did that exact thing. He can't, they called out that he was going to, there's movement right here. And he walked up within three feet of me, maybe. And he was like, Nope, there's no one here. And, and I'm, I'm literally laying beside him. I'm like looking right up at him. And he's like, Nope, there's no one here. And then I made a movement. And they were like two steps to your left and bang. Of course you like, did. Yeah, of course I did. Right. But I didn't know anyway. So the thing is, I actually had a thought about this was that the, the way this is actually written in the question is actually kind of interesting because ego eventually turns into confidence because you need ego. You need a little bit of ego in order to drive mm -hmm. yourself forward. Right. And say, I want to do better. No. Do more. You don't need any ego to do that. I think you need some. You need bandwidth, which is what okay. I said earlier. Bandwidth. Um, but you but, but be careful with your language because you you were you were using ego as if it's a fixed element or a fixed point. But ego is is an organic process that ebbs and flows based on the needs at the time if you're good at it. So that actually leads into the the what my thought was that ego leads to confidence yeah confidence leads to self-worth but there is that that negative feedback loop where that self-worth leads back into it the ego itself and then so i was just thinking about the bandwidth as as the way this is actually written on the question it just seemed very fitting in that ego does lead towards confidence and then confidence does lead once you have confidence in something you gain self-worth through the confidence that you gained i i was waiting for not this precise moment but I was going to eventually get to the point that I'm going to make right now, handing out a tool for anyone who's listening right now, how to get a grip on your ego, how to get a grip on your self-confidence, how to get a grip on your self-worth. You want to do better. Here's my secret recipe. Start helping others. Mm. Start 100%. feeling like you've got some self-worth. 
by being of worth to others. Mm-hmm. Start gaining self-confidence by creating confidence in others. Want to have a, a healthy, well-controlled, positive ego? Go help others who don't have that in place yet. Go make people better. It'll make you better. Yeah, agreed. Couldn't agree more. E- I- ego, ego is, uh, I think, in the Army setting, I think it's different than a civilian setting. In the Army setting, we actually have leaders who are trained and we have people to look at. I suppose, as we all know, in the civilian world, most managers, they're not leaders, are put in there due to seniority and they have no training. They have no experience. They've never exercised leadership. Um, So I think in the civilian world, ego tends to go up higher. I'd say in the military world, as a young guy, your ego leads you, you know, especially in the Airborne Regiment as, you know, 20 year old. You think you're the best guy ever? It's like, no, you're not. hundred percent. Well, there's been hundreds of thousands of people in this position before. You're not special. But it takes a while to, I didn't get rid of that ego until I was, you know, maybe two years into being a master corporal. Then I could realize, oh, I appreciate all my service support and and I need these people, uh, you know. Um, but ego, if it gets out of hand, that leads to basically you being a lifetime bully. Mm-hmm. Right. There's that fine edge. Confidence is what we're really talking about. You having confidence is different than ego. Confidence means, you know, you are good at what you do and you understand there's better people out there. There's better. There's more people to learn from. They're always learning. But the uh, an ego, I think, on someone who's over 30, that's that's turning towards uh, bully bullyism. And what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Maybe narcissism or something like that. Kind of like that, but um, ah, that'll come to me. Anyways, yeah. um, I think it's e- ego is a dangerous thing. It really is. Um, got a couple quick comments to add to that. That answers my question. Key takeaway is to count on one hand. <laughs> Guilty of giving two or any chance, too many chances. I imagine that's um, probably what yeah, that too means. Too many chances, sure. Uh, we also got, boom, love the chatter. Tails, cautionary, love it. Superpower uh, filled. Now that is a pretty awesome uh, call sign. There we go. I don't know superpower filled, but I mean, come on. How do you beat that one? Dude's got superpowers. Oh, and of course, friggin' Chimo. Oh, wow. Look at that. He's he's in the game. Ah, the word incompetence leads to incompetence. There you go. Oh, right, right, right. Gave me another end. There we go. Threw that one right out of the park. Yeah. So we, um, We've gone over some pretty pretty solid stuff here. I'm wondering, would would possibly any one of us like to talk about something called Operation Pegasus Jump? There seems to be this thing that's happening in the summer that I'd like to lead in maybe, with that. Yeah, maybe. Go for it, Sean. Yeah, I'm not the subject matter expert here. All I am is the end user, the guy who showed up as a participant. That's who we so, want to hear from. That's precisely it, pal. And and I'm gonna throw a lightning bolt your way. So, you know, here's the deal for anyone who's listening to this right now or anyone who listens to this later tonight or tomorrow, whatever the case is, I just want to give a little bit of history on Tim and I. And and so you're looking at us. We're a couple of old dudes. We're going to be Operation Pegasus Jump again this summer. It'll be my second time hanging out with uh, Tim and a DZ uh, within the last year. And it's going to be awesome. But what is awesome is this. I've got photos in my uh, flashback time machine, uh, in my scrapbook 
of Tim and I when we were we could we were barely shaving when we were those two young guys who had egos that would have crushed people. And, and I mean, that's just what you had to have as a young buck back in the day in order to do those wild and crazy things. You know, it got squeezed out of us over time, but you just had to be a hard charger and you had to believe you were a hard charger to hard charge as a young buck when you're surrounded by guys who were super freaks. So Tim and I go way, way back. And what most people wouldn't know is the things that we've done together created a deep history that I don't think about too much. But over time, all of that history that I don't think about much allows me to understand that I can look at Tim and he's one of the best dudes I know. And we hardly spend any time together. I wish we spent more time together. And so how on earth would I not want to go out there and hang out with Tim and also do rad things. And so Operation Pegasus Jump is this for me. It's me getting a chance to hang out with a dude that I've known for nearly three decades in some degree. It's giving me the chance to do something that he's passionate about and I'm now passionate about, and that's doing rad things with other rad people. And this year, in 2023, I expect it will be bigger than 2022, which already exceeded my expectations, mm. which is the reason that I took my two sons to jump out of a plane with me in 2022, and why this year in 2023, our youngest son, Keegan, will be looking to do another 23 jumps this year. Uh, he only did two last year, so that he can do that magic 25. And so... I would never let any of that happen. I would never participate in anything unless I thought it was going to be awesome for my son and awesome for me. And so, bam, Tim is the man. And maybe not everyone knows that already. Well, now you do. Mic drop. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> but all me. true, buddy. All true. So true. And as we were talking about taking praise, he just goes on a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like making people uncomfortable. Made, made yeah, really uncomfortable. Made uncomfortable. I, I can see it. Uh, so, Tim, tell us about Operation Pegasus Jones because I was there last year too. It was awesome, but let's talk about it. Well, yeah, you know, it really exceeded our expectations as well. I mean, it was truly a DIY um, gig, and uh, wow, it was amazing. Uh, so what we've done this year is we're going to release an actual website because we are the Operation Pegasus Foundation. And on the website, we'll have all the details, one-stop shop of how to sign up and all that good stuff um, with all the information, links and partnerships and all that good stuff. Um, last year, we ran three rotations. Each rotation was four days. So first day would be basically nothing, just arriving, getting manifested, meet and greet, and then the following day, uh, your jump training, and then you just continue to jump if you like, or go to Campbell River and uh, come back at your leisure. And then on the last day, the fourth day, we do a big parade and we have our Operation Pegasus wings. We do a wing ceremony and rotation two will be in-house that same day. That's their meet and greet day. And they'll be on the parade and we'll share a meal together and uh, Rota One will depart. Now, the, last year was three rotations. This year's two only. That's the wings. Boom, baby. Bam. And um, 
So two rotations, um, again, you can stay for both rotations or stay even longer if you want to achieve your goals and do more jumps and all that good stuff. Um, so what we're doing this year is we're going to have 75 positions per rotation. That's for jump course alone. Then we don't have a designated number for tandems. T people want to come do tandems, just come do them because we can rip them off at any time. Because as you can appreciate, we have to do training, five to six hours of training for basic para. And likewise, if we have people who are experienced jumpers this year, um, you'll sign up and then it's basically a boogie for you. You just jump as much as you can. And the nice thing is if you've been, if you're not current and you haven't jumped in uh, a couple of years, then we'll give you a refresher and get you back up. Um, we also have seven staff members on coach course, uh, coming up this March and six of them going on jump master course. So we're going to have a bunch of new jump masters and skydive coaches, and we have a new instructor who's an RCMP member who just got posted back into, uh, Comox here. And he is a skydive coach too. And he is a PFF free fall instructor. So yeah, we are, our staff has grown. It's really good. We're pretty excited. And uh, we had our final uh, meeting yesterday and I'll be pushing the website out late tonight. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but registration is tomorrow on Monday, right? That's correct. So at midnight tonight, you can hit the website and register. And uh, I might even have that website posted at 2300 tonight. And if you go on it, you can get yourself loaded. Hey, I got a question for you. It's a personal question, uh, or it's a question for me, uh, because Keegan and I are going to go. Uh, should we grab two spots for Rota 1 or Rota 2, or just not take spots and leave them open for someone else? Because uh, we're we're both planning on just, you know, banging out maybe 25 each or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah no, so uh, there's a... There'll be but a we want there. we will be there at Roto One and Roto Two. I just don't yeah. want to take the spots uh, nope. if I don't. Uh, no, nope. sign up for those spots. Those okay. are yours. So you'll have a there's a Roto One, Roto Two, or both option to hit. And like I said, if people or who are there, if people want to come and do their solo qualification, which is 18 jumps, uh, you might have to stay a bit longer. So that's fine. We you will just stay and just continue on and uh, and fulfill those needs. So that, that's a good thing. Also this year, um, last year we had a uh, mental health professional there. We had a psychologist and we uh, did um, a session um, on each roto. Uh, roto one was the biggest roto. So obviously we had more people turn out. We're actually going to have two psychologists out there this year. We're going to, we want to put more effort into the mental mm -hmm. health aspect um, from hearing about the people that did attend lot, that portion last year, they thought it was amazing. So, uh, yeah, so, so do we. And I mean, and that's what this main effort of Pegasus is, is to help fight mental health, build that resilience to, because if you, Hey, if you can jump out of that aircraft, I think you can take on anything, uh, and, and get sure. on with the day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I think this is going to be really good. Uh, we're pretty pumped and we're looking forward to it. So resilience and connection uh, yeah. is what I was thinking of. But you know, when I thought of connection, Tim, it this is how my brain works. I then went to Canna Connect, and so I know that they were a sponsor last year. Are they a sponsor again in twenty twenty three? Yeah, this year. Uh, well, they said they commit this year. Um, I haven't uh, got anything back from them yet. I, I did send them a um, 
a feeler last month. They said, yeah, we're on board, uh, but we haven't discussed what we are on board with at this point. But I'm still considering them part of our partnership. And uh, we really appreciate those guys. Um, and as well, you know, I'd like to plug Mad Hatter um, and Dave Ward from oh, yeah. Bushwicky. So Dave actually um, worked with me with the design for the wings. Um, and then he didn't have time to work on it. So we pushed the project to Mad Hatter. And he's just been amazing. And he finished off that project for us, ripped up, got all our gear for us. And uh, then he's gone one even bigger this year. He's actually donated his silk screen uh, system to us. So now we have the ability to print our own um, shirts. Wow. So that, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so, I mean, he's gone above and beyond because basically, you know, Agreed. you know, hey, he just gave us his, I would expect he upgraded, less from him though. And, um, you know, so that's money like he could have had this year, but he said, you yeah. know what? no, he's that kind of dude. Though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for a uh, military police officer, uh, for, especially for a lieutenant now that he got promoted, I mean, lieutenant, he doesn't know how to use a compass anymore. I, I tried to overlook all of that stuff when I said he's, he's a good dude, but I mean, it's hard to overlook. You're right. Tim. Yeah. Yeah. it's tough both an officer and a meathead i don't know man that's we well, go that's from your, <laughs> your id card saying man to now your id card saying officer so. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to get Corey on here man because uh, uh he's uh, screw he's that guy yeah, yeah exactly. he's uh Whatever. at the motorcycle show uh right now yeah. in uh, ontario right Which, oh yeah yeah it, you know on the, there, but. on Canna connect uh i will say this that and and I'm glad that uh, you uh, clarified that, Tim, because they started following me on Instagram, I want to say maybe about a month or so ago, whatever the case is. And, you know, I refollowed them back. And, and I, of course, I looked at their page before I refollowed them and uh, or followed them. And and I dig what they're putting down. I mean, they're kind of doing it right, in my opinion. And so I'm with Aurora. But um I was actually thinking of switching to uh, them. The only thing that's holding me back is uh, it just feels like it would be an arduous process of jumping through hoops. So I will say this. Hey, Canna Connect, if you're going to listen to this later, hit me up if you think you can make it easy peasy, lemon squeezy, and then we'll talk. Yeah, same so. here. Um, you know, I'm with Aurora, and uh, I felt the same thing. Um, you know, switching to Canna Connect is going to be hard. Is that going to be a massive process? Um, you know what? But if it is, so be it. Um, I want to. Well, want to go they'll let us know things. once they watch this video. Is my mic on? There we are. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I also want to throw a plug into the collective. Uh, I saw that you guys are going to push some funds this way, and uh, I'm linking you guys up to our website as well as a co-sponsor. So that will be good. And I'm looking. Thanks, buddy. You know, looking forward to mm -hmm. that. You know, the uh, when on that aspect, one thing that we were talking about right from the get go from uh, almost like day two kind of thing is uh, the only reason or the only way that I felt like I could do this is if it wasn't uh, trying to take money out of anyone's pockets uh, just to provide information or whatever, whatever. And I felt that if any money ever came our way, I didn't want it in my pocket. I wanted it just to go to charities. And the first mm -hmm. charity that I could think of that I, I was, now I know there's lots of worthy charities out there, but I only know one Tim Turner and I only know one Operation Pegasus Jump. And you were the yep. first guy that came to mind. And so awesome. that's where I wanted that money to go. If in, like there may be nothing other than 
you're the best pal but uh you know that that was my first thought and that's where i want any monies to go yeah love it and we appreciate it um you know we are um we're behind in our goal setting right now like when i started our gofundme last year um we're about eight thousand by this point but i started earlier but uh uh learning point here um when i did put up the gofundme page uh end october my very first contribution was my daughter-in-law for fifty dollars so i'm like yeah sweet and then I didn't see any traffic for a while. And I'm like, what's going on here? And uh, we couldn't track it. But I kept getting emails saying, hey, uh, we need a bank account to put money funds in. You have this many months to get it done. I'm like, Roger that. Okay, so I must be up. So that was my bad. I wasn't tracking. So uh, then um, it was like four days ago, uh, I started investigating more and we couldn't find the website at all. So what had happened was in my description, I was too military and I went operation Pegasus jump will execute right. this mission, blah, blah, blah. Situation, like mission, word, execution, service, support, command and six. They did not like the word execute and they I shut bet. it down. Yeah. <clears throat> so Makes I just sense. opened up, just opened up a brand new uh, page. So now it's up and we had our first $150 contribution. So that was good. Sweet. Well, I'll tell you what, if Canada is going to listen to this, then, uh, you know, if they convert me, they can convert chance and they convert you, Tim. They've just made oh, yeah. their money back. Bam. Easily. And I tell you, you know, and if they can convert more people who come out, um, that'd be fantastic. And I have to say this year, uh, if there's people listening and people want to push this out, um, you know, we had a heavy military presence last year, but this is for first responders. And people have to understand first responders are dealing with stress every single day. Their spouse is dealing with that stress every day. Is he coming home? Is she coming home? Um, so I really want to see more, more first responders out there. So for all the military guys that are listening, if you have first responder friends, tell them about this. Agreed. This is going to be good for them. And likewise with uh, the military friends that haven't heard about it, get it out there. Um, and on the webpage, our documentary is on there. On every page, you'll be able to access it. And you'll be able to see what happened last year and what you're going to expect for um, this summer coming up. Sweet. Yeah, you know, speaking of first responders, law enforcement, uh, Seb Lavoie, when I was in a live chat with him just a couple of days ago, uh, he mentioned that he, he's got some plans for Operation Pegasus Jump this year. He wants to show up and get squared away with some jumps and maybe get out of that bird with a dog uh, wrapped around. <sighs> I don't know how that's all going to work out. Let's. Well, maybe we shouldn't cool. talk about it, but... I, I just say that if you get squared away, pal, I don't mind uh, jumping out of a plane with you and getting some airtime. So he's got some plans. I hope is, uh, how's his leg doing? Is he going to well, be? <clears throat> well, that's right. So that's a valid question. And, and you know, I think uh, he'll probably end up talking uh, to you about it. But when he and I were talking about it the other day, again, it's live. So I'm not, you know, I'm not talking out of shop. Uh, th those are her, his words, not mine. Uh, he, he says he's going to be addressing that very quickly and see how that plays out. But either way, it's something that he wants to do. So Good. if I know Seb, it's gonna happen. It's just a matter of when, so. Well, I'd love to have him do it. Um, but you know, the safety guy in me is like, of course, uh, and dude. father is like, don't push it. And same thing I had, I uh, got to meet uh, uh, Sasha the other day. Came oh yeah, that's lunch. right, that's right. Uh, such a good human. And his, uh, his uh, girlfriend's just amazing. And um, anyways, he's like, yeah, I'm going to come up and jump. And I went, I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
aren't you supposed to be running 50 kilometers a day every day in August? He goes, yeah. Right. I said, well, let's not get you injured prior to this big goal that right. you have. He goes, yeah, well, I'll just come out and hang out. Well, that's the whole point. Come out and hang out. That right? is, And the that's point. the other thing uh, about this uh, mission is if uh, we have a spot on the registration, if you just want to come hang out, you don't have to pay any money to, to be there. Just fill it on the registration. I'm coming to hang out. And yeah. I love it. Then we can have some food for you. You know, um, the, the one thing about what we're doing right now, with the collective with these live chats uh trying to do them every day um i think that and also i'm trying to do one live every day on my ig page and, and i was saying to kate uh from shoot like a girl podcast on the last uh, live that uh I, I said i'm doing one over, over on my ig page i've committed to one over here on the collective that's like over 600 of these per year and and so that's a lot but yeah. that's how i get better at things. I plan on being better in 2024, or at least better than I am right now. But here's how I'm getting better is because I treat them like my coffee shop. I treat this like a coffee shop. Yeah. To me, this is me looking forward to just hanging out with a couple of bros, having a coffee. And whether we're drinking coffee or not is immaterial. This yeah. is my coffee shop. And so, um, you know, anyone who is uh, listening to this kind of stuff uh, and enjoying kind of the coffee moment. Well, guess what? It's freaking times 10 at Operation yeah. Pegasus Jump. You're right. Truly. And can I just say, Kate, oh my God, she is my hero, man. That chick is amazing. She's, She's a beast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, where were all these? You know, I'm sure there are a few of them out there in my day, but it just seems I'm, I'm meeting more and more um, military and law enforcement women who are just incredible. Like, amazing super shape and just go-getters um maybe we've changed the water up i don't know but i'll have to tell you i'm so proud of her she came out and her husband came out um who's another badass he's a clearance diver um and they just pounded through their jumps and she got got her solo and she is a natural man she is amazing so of course i'm playing career manager right away you do know like i'm so excited for you and if you get your a license you can go to the skyhawks she goes that's the plan i want to do the skyhawks next year i'm like awesome that's you precisely know, like, what she was telling I'm us just, the other I'm day so i'm so pumped for her uh, i just love following her and, and seeing all the shenanigans she's up to and you know when she's like yeah you know i just did this 50 kilometer run i'm like oh my god i can't even run five kilometers right now jesus you know? You, you know something you you said that maybe it's something in the water which is funny because there probably is but whatever um the the idea being that you know I, it's a valid point and there'll be people who will be listening to this and thinking oh well that's very sexist the you know i'm a woman hear me roar they they were always doing that no they weren't they, they weren't they not in my career they weren't i never saw a, a whole pile of hard chargers but i see it now and i think yeah. this is why because people like kate are having hard freaking chargers on their website on their podcasts and more and more and more ladies are seeing more and more and more awesome ladies and the inspiration rate is what drags people up you yeah. can, if you don't know what you don't know you don't know what to go for but nowadays it's way more visible than it was 20 years ago because there's this freaking thing called an internet yeah. where people get to inspire people. And I think that's what's raising the uh, the game. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Couldn't agree more, actually. And, you know, one of the uh, interesting things is that 
I'm I'm like a generation behind you guys, right? So like I was in just as you were about getting out, Tim, and you were out for a while before I even got in. Um, and the ratio was low, but it was starting, right? When oh, I right. was there, there were you know there was this this one girl who was just awesome. She she kicked butt through all the courses that I I saw her on, uh, and she, she was just awesome. But for every one of those, there was some lackluster uh, participants. Now, same for the guys, right? There are always hard chargers. And there are people that are, eh, and there are people that shouldn't be there. (laughs) That, oh, I know the first one. The first first one one. that Tim and I would have ever bumped into. Um, Her name was Private, um, Private Eric Schleben. And I forget her last name, if I ever knew it. Uh, but I was a young sergeant in 3PPCLI, and she just got posted in as the first infantry female. Mm. Uh, a young private uh, just got out of battle school into 3PP, into my platoon. And um, she she was on a machine gun course that I was instructing on. And we were down at uh, down in the U.S., down at, I think we were down at Yuma. Uh, maybe it was, no, sorry, it wasn't Yuma. It was just down in Washington. And so, um, man, there was a lot of crusty old dinosaurs that wanted to put the heat on her artificially. Mm. And, and this was my stance. She'll learn it, but I ain't going to let her fake it. And I ain't mm. going to make it worse from, for her. She'll learn it just like every other guy does on this course. That was my stance. She was put in my section as, as the, as a, um, as an instructor, because I was the guy who was supposed to keep an eye on that to make sure it, uh, the standards are met and to make sure, by the way, that things were run appropriately. Mm-hmm. And so I did, I, and, and I minded my P's and Q's even more than I normally would if it was just a stack of guys in front of me, of course, because I wanted to make sure that there was no doubt in that classroom that I held her to the exact same standard as everyone else that was in that classroom. And she did. She met the standard. And if there was heat put on her, it's because she deserved heat, not just Mm -hmm. because she was just a girl or whatever that I was hearing around me from some of the crusty old dinosaurs. So when she earned her way in the battalion, she was the first instance of infantry female that I ever saw. And I'll tell you what, I'm not going to say she was a, you know, she wasn't a shooting star or anything like that. She wasn't like, uh, I, I didn't ever see her becoming a recce patrolman and then a pathfinder and that I, she just didn't have it in her. Uh, but what she did have was enough backbone, enough juice to be able to look another guy in the eye and, and, and tell him to go F himself if, 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 if he was another young private as well. And it wasn't that she was really rude. She just didn't put up with nonsense. She was a bit bullhead, bullheaded and, and she knew what she wanted. And it wasn't in the sense of she was being strategic or tactical or climbing the ladder or anything. She just wanted to like represent. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I'd ever seen that in my infantry career. So back in our day, Tim, like it was only just barely kicking off as I saw it. Yeah. Now you hit it on the head there. There wasn't many role models for people championing and motivating, but there was more people saying, you can't, you can't. Mm-hmm. Now we're saying, yes. And uh, it's awesome. Um, 
you know, and look at these amazing two RCMP officers I met this summer. Um, you know, call sign Maverick on Instagram. I think oh, yeah. Ern is her name. At, you know, she's being shot. She's being stabbed. And, you know, she's fit as hell. Um, she's crazy. <laughs> I love her. And she's getting right into skydiving. And uh, that beautiful girl from mainland RCMP, Saeed. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. she was army. You know, she's just this tiny little woman. You wouldn't know it. Yeah. And you wouldn't know it. And here she was when she was in the army in Afghanistan. She was like doing total undercover stuff, wearing a burqa. And, you know, at the end of a sure, she come out and tell the patrol car, yeah, don't use that route. They're going to ambush you. It's like, mm -hmm. and, and you're looking like, that was you. Holy shit. You know, and uh, she's just amazing. So I just love it. And our drop zone is uh, really cool. Uh, you know, in the skydiving world, obviously there's more, there's more men jumping. And the most DZs, it's like 70% men. Our DZs the other way around. And I don't know what they put in the water in the asylum, but the women here are amazing. And uh, it's just good to see these go-getters, you know, and when they're not skydiving. Yeah, they, were, they were ass kickers, man. Well, mm -hmm. if they're not skydiving, they're mm -hmm. motocrossing, snowboarding. Uh, our tandem master, Crystal, she's a, a big dive explorer. Yeah, that's right. And, and um, anyway, she's there's only two female um, tandem masters in Canada. She's one of them. And you know where she is right now? She's in Brazil, base jumping. <laughs> of course. No, no bigs. Yeah. And right uh, after and right after um, Pegasus, her and Mako, the wacko, they went over to Europe and uh, were wingsuit skydiving off all the cliffs in Europe for like three weeks. Dang. Yeah. As one does. As one does. <laughs> yeah. And um, what's, the, uh, what's the name of the other girl that you got out there? I've forgotten her name and I'm... Um, because I'm terrible See? for names. It's not that I'm Tam trying Tamara. to uh, disrespect. Tamara. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Tamara is one of the cool. board of directors. She's amazing. And, she is. Uh, you know, without her, we couldn't do anything. I mean, uh, the amount of administrative uh, support she does for the drop zone alone, let alone for the foundation, on top of the video work, the coaching, the teaching, and plus, you know, her job that she does every day. She's yeah. just really nice to be around. Yeah. And I'd like to note that uh, she brought... Uh, homemade pierogies here last night for Ukrainian Christmas. Nice, that's fantastic. You're gonna have look to give at, her fist look at you getting me. the love. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have been rolling for a little bit over an hour here, boys. And uh, again, can't thank you enough. It has been outstanding talking with y'all. Um, except for when when Tim decides that he's gonna steal some of his neighbor's Wi-Fi. Yeah. What can you do? Hey, this is all <laughs> this is all mine, man. <laughs> I live in um, a rural area. <laughs> well, you know, so does Sean, and he's he's he was he was berating me about my internet. Yes, I was. <laughs> yeah, but Sean's probably got his. You know, he's a geek, so he's probably got like his own twenty foot tower I set do. up and solar power and <laughs> yeah. Generating water. And... I've got my monkey down the basement turning the cycling pedals to give us power. <laughs> That's what the boys are doing right now. You got them on That's cycles right. downstairs. Yeah. Okay. So, well, let's uh, let's just re recap here. Do you have any final thoughts on uh, negative self-talk, ego, confidence, self-worth, anything in there? Any final thoughts? Anything on sure. that? Sure. Uh, I'm not going to add any more detail other than to say that this is a conversation that just broadly scraped the surface, barely. 
and mm -hmm. that there's so much more to discuss on these kind of subjects. And I don't want anyone to go away thinking that, you know, that box is being checked because we didn't. We just entered into a conversation that has moved in many different areas. And I feel that we could have several more conversations about this kind of stuff easily. And, mm -hmm. and we would have just gone another layer deeper. And there's many layers. So, you know, this is just an opening conversation on these kind of subjects. And secondly, I would like to thank Tim for showing up, of course. Not like he showed up. I mean, like, that dude's always showing up. So, uh, I mean, there's never a time when he doesn't show up. Um, but for for coming in and in, involving yourself in uh, this little get-together, this chat, uh, I hope that it's something that you can do on the regular, pal, whenever you've got time. So I appreciate mm -hmm. you showing up. And, you know, I love got you, it. man. Um. Yeah, and on that, uh, now that we're launching the website, I'm going to have a bit more time now. Um, and as for <clears throat> negative talk, and the very famous words of uh, Bob Newhart, one of his old sketches, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then uh, there's another mic drop. Gabunk right there. Yeah. Well, it's done. so true. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I really, again, I can't appreciate, I can't thank you guys enough. It's been awesome. We'll have to uh, check in next time on the, the next edition of the collective, which I guess will be tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. So correct. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. If you haven't already, make sure you like subscribe, uh, hit the little bell thing on the uh the youtube definitely notifications and subscribe yeah so that we can uh anytime we go live we'll be available i'm going to be much more on the ball with uh social media like i like i was doing today i got uh, i actually had it up prior yeah, good, to buddy. 10 minutes before you, you were kind of killing it i mean one percent better every day yeah <laughs> employee of the day <laughs> for today right. for today i mean the day's still not over yet so we'll see what happens <laughs> all right everybody from uh myself sean and uh gunny here appreciate y'all we'll talk to y'all later chimo 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 <laughs>